0: Hey, welcome back. So it has been, uh, well, an exciting 24 hours. Of course, I'm recording this podcast today uh, less than 24 hours uh, after the the huge news that broke last night of an Iranian missile attack on two separate bases in Iraq that housed U.S. forces, which... uh, eventually sent, uh, you know, the price of oil soaring, uh, the price of gold and silver soaring. In fact, at their peaks, gold was over $1,600, silver was over 1870 an ounce, and stocks crashed. And here we are, and <laughs> those moves almost entirely have been reversed. Of course, there's more to the story. I'll start off by saying this, though. This isn't over. This is far from over, this this. Tit for tat between the U.S. and Iran. Uh, and I'll put it this way: Let, Let's let's practice some empathy here. Uh, imagine you are an Iranian citizen, or an Iranian politician, or an Iranian leader that ultimately helped make this decision to to launch these these missile attacks. What were they in retaliation for? I mean, ultimately, they were in retaliation for the killing of one of the top leaders in the Iranian regime. Uh, number two, number three in command. The top military commander as a whole. Uh, a person that enjoyed a fair bit of, of uh, domestic uh, popularity and support. Of course, I'm talking about Qassam Soleimani. Is a, a, a missile strike, which, which seemingly intentionally was, was done with, with no intentions of actually... Killing anyone? There were there were no casualties, at least reported by the United States. Uh, Iranian um, media, state media, uh, said something like 70 dead. Uh, that's that's obviously not right. Um, is that is that enough? Would that fulfill your desire for revenge or bloodlust or whatever you want to call it? I uh, I don't know. If if I were to empathize, I would say probably not. I mean, we were talking the other day about millions of Iranians taken to the streets in mourning and, and calling for revenge because of, of the assassination of Qasem Soleimani. So, some missiles lobbed at the U.S., which I'll admit is, is a, I guess, a big deal because, I mean, it's, it's the United States, right, that they're launching these missiles at. But ultimately, no deaths, right? Uh, in fact, you know, I, I mean, I don't know what the damage was. Maybe some blown-up runways. Maybe some empty buildings. Maybe... Some military equipment, I don't know, but but is that going to satisfy their desire for revenge? I would guess not, and and that's why I, I don't think that this is is over quite yet. But more on that in a minute. Let's let's review what happened. So yesterday I was going to the gas station actually in the evening and. And I uh, get a notification on my phone. talked about the attacks, I you know I I quickly read through it, and and I guess for the next uh, few hours it was kind of watching media. How is the United States going to react from this? I knew that you know if the United States is going to retaliate tonight. It's it's going to take some time, uh, not only to lay out plans, which I'm sure to some extent have already been planned. But, but also I mean we're talking about a lot of these forces coming from not necessarily Kuwaiti or Saudi or, or other Middle Eastern Bank uh, bases uh, but ultimately potentially from Diego Garcia which is a, a small island in the Indian Ocean which which uh, the US has a pretty uh, significant military uh, base on and, and that would be where any probably f-35s or, or Uh, any other, you know, stealth or otherwise aircraft would be coming from, unless it was going to be coming from a carrier strike group or from an area, uh, a base in the area. But if the U.S. was going to be responding forcefully, I figured, you know, they'd probably want those assets at least on site if not participating. But it never came. And ultimately uh, the U.S. realized and and who knows, there could have been communication behind the scenes between the U.S. and Iran or, or Iran and Russia and Russia with the United States or whatever, by whatever channels, that the attack was it, it it didn't kill anyone, and, and and that seemed to be, I guess, the uh, the law the line in the the sand that that Trump had had apparently drawn, and so of course he, he tweeted out and, and and then gave a speech today basically saying uh, they're backing off a de-escalation for the time being, I guess, and uh, the U.S. is going to be responding through increased sanctions on Iran, which. Look, I mean, we have to remember that that a big part of this conflict in the first place was because of sanctions. So, so more, I'd, I don't know if that's going to de-escalate. That might just infuriate them. But, but if anything, maybe it gives a bit of a win to 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 Trump and, and some of his uh, allies that maybe think he wasn't forceful enough with his response. But then he also uh, essentially called out NATO and, and European countries, uh, saying that that the U.S. and, and our allies have to formulate some sort of a coherent uh, and, and united plan uh, in the Middle East, uh, potentially indirectly voicing some frustrations about the fact that the that Europe uh, is is still more or less would be on board with with the Iranian nuclear deal, and and uh, actually historically has also attempted to to use some. Um, Alternatives to the, the to the U.S. dollar, SWIFT system, to to purchase oil from Iran. Uh, I think it was Instex. I think that was the name of their their alternative. Uh, so so that was kind of his response, and that's kind of where we stand. You know, as as a recording of this, we do also have news of today of of uh, some some missile attacks, uh, rocket attacks uh, in the Green Zone in Baghdad, which is is part of the part of Baghdad where among other places, uh, the U.S. Embassy is, and, and and I mean, it sounds like two or three rockets these are what you I guess they call Katusha, katusha rockets, I mean, these are um kind of dummy rockets uh, they, uh, they perform a lot like uh, mortars would, or, or straight up artillery, I mean, they're basically a rocket form of artillery, more or less um, relatively short range launched from somewhere out of baghdad i mean these have these are fairly regular types of attacks and and this time around it was you know like many of the past ones ineffective it it didn't kill anyone maybe hit some buildings but it no casualties thus far uh but it was launched by an iranian backed militia allegedly and and that's where it gets really interesting going back to to what i was saying earlier about you know this isn't over yet uh, as I said, I don't think Iran is going to fully stand down. It's just a matter of, of how are they going to respond. Because there are so many experts, so-called experts saying that there is no way Iran wants to risk full-on military confrontation with the United States. They're going to do some um, covert or, or use their proxy forces to, to retaliate. Well, I mean, what would you call yesterday? I mean, Iran immediately took credit for that. They weren't going to at all mince their words and and try and lay blame on on Yemeni rebels or or Iraqi uh, rebels or or, or Iranian-backed militias. No, they said, look, we launched these missiles. This was us. This is our retaliation, right? And and if you retaliate to us, we're going to, you know, up the ante even more. Uh, That was risky. And again, we don't know the behind... The scenes communication, if Russia acted as a broker or if US and Iran had direct communication, we, we don't know, okay? But it certainly appeared risky. Even so risky that, well, we'll, we'll talk more about the airline shot down in, in Iran, but but it certainly suggests that that this was a, a fairly risky uh, attack by Iran, right? They were threatening open war with the United States, they were threatening, uh, there was a huge threat of the U.S. Um, launching major airstrikes on, on their forces and, and in turn, uh, major strikes being carried against U.S. forces. So those exports were were wrong. I mean, they, they usually gave themselves an out that there's a small chance, but but we don't think it would be in their best interest. Well, they I mean, they did do something, right? However, they were right in saying that Iran probably will respond through other means. And, and of course, it's a question of what are those means. Uh, we, we have some ideas, and I've talked about them in the past. The Strait of Hormuz uh, and, and shipping, oil shipping, the oil market as a whole, they could use that as a bargaining chip. Uh, also, their, their proxy forces, whether it's Syria, Hezbollah, uh, militias in Iraq, uh, Houthi rebels in Yemen, those could all be used to target U.S. forces, target our allies in the region, Saudi Arabia, Israel, Uh, etc and 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 i think we're going to be waiting for something like that to happen now you have to keep in mind that's probably not going to come tomorrow i mean yeah these attacks on on the green zone in baghdad that might you know continue on on a small scale indefinitely Um, but some major plants may take a while to to uh ultimately come to fruition i mean that's in the past, that's been the nature of, of Iran to to bide their time in these types of situations. So, I mean, like I said, retaliation is coming. I, I think it's foolish to think that this is this is over. Um, in fact, I wouldn't be surprised to see episodes like this in in the future. You know, not unlike with with uh, Syria. If I remember correctly, there were two separate attacks that the U.S. carried out on Syria. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see um, the U.S. Uh, in response to some perceived retaliation, uh, again beginning carrying out some some attacks on on Iran or, or in Syria or something along those lines, to again show that that we're serious, that we're we're uh, not backing down, that we're not going to let these things go go unchecked anymore. Unless, of course, I'm I'm talking all from from Iranian and and from from maybe Trump administration perspective right these aren't necessarily my own views i'm just saying this is this is what they're going to be saying anyways um so it's far from over it's just a matter of how will iran uh, continue to retaliate uh how significant will it be and and when will this war go go hot again i mean i I see little chance for de-escalation or diplomacy at this point in time it's just not for all this talk about is it really in everyone's interest for total war well I, what I can tell you is that diplomacy certainly is not in the interest of, of Donald Trump at this point in time. Why would he, right? And and you have to question: Is it in the best interest of Iran? And, and to be clear, I mean, Iran has attempted diplomacy in the past. Uh, the U.S. has as well, just probably with our last administration. So I don't know. That's where we're at today. It, it's it's just a uh, question of when will this be escalated further again? Now, there is also the the question of of this. Uh, airliner that was shot down in, in Iran following or actually sort of during all of these these things going on last night it was a civilian airliner uh, uh, Ukraine International Airlines or something along those lines if I remember correctly it was inbound for Ukraine uh, we don't know if it shot down uh, the official story from Iran which thus far cannot be verified by like anyone was that it had mechanical failures and crashed but of course such timing is peculiar i mean it's it'd be quite the coincidence and of course 180 people lost their lives so you have to ask you know what what was the meaning behind this i I don't think it would be in iran's best interest to say that this was some form of revenge i mean i don't know i don't know i mean there's a lot of canadians on the board i mean i guess you could say ukraine is a bit of the us's ally it just doesn't jive right more likely iran or some you know s-300 operator or or something like that was was getting antsy and they saw this huge radar signature and they panicked or, or they figured or they were given orders to, to shoot it down because it could potentially be u.s forces so they they shot the missile and, and took it down now of course this is all conjecture we don't know because iran has basically refused to turn over the black box to Boeing because of all this going on some experts have said that yeah it was shot down we may never know but but it's certainly a storyline to follow um yeah i don't know i mean that could certainly i don't it wouldn't look good for iran if they shot down one of those airliners within their own borders especially given the history with the uh with the iranian airliner that was shot down back in the late 80s or early 90s by by a u.s naval vessel uh it was civilian and, and again kind of similar situation if this one was ultimately shot down it was a uh we thought it was military and, and of course it wasn't and and that was the u.s story iran of course said no this was you, you did this on purpose this is terrorism essentially and it's gonna uh they said You know this and and we said that and whatever um one of those types of deals but uh, again another storyline to follow so anyways to to wrap things up this is far from over i think the same is true for precious metals and and for the markets uh it's crazy how much stocks have risen following this precious metals are are back down into the 1550 range for gold around 18 dollars for silver kind of back to where they were before all this started maybe at the beginning of the week uh or, or even last week probably um Late last week, uh, so it, it's far from over. Uh, with that being said, we could see this correction to the downside for, for silver and gold to, to extend a little further. Same thing goes for oil. Uh, but with any hint of escalation in the Middle East, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see markets once again jump on those headlines, and prices are back up uh, above sixteen hundred, above nineteen dollars. Before you know it, uh, the next time we see a ma- you know, with each successive escalation like this. Uh, the, the risk of it turning into a full blown war increases. So, I think the media knows that. I think the markets would figure that out by now. So, so, that's kind of what we're looking at for silver and gold. In the meantime, I mean, keep an eye out for these types of headlines. Uh, this is a very dynamic situation. Um, you know, even, you know, it's, it's to the point where, you know, yesterday I, I actually recorded a podcast where i wasn't in a vehicle so you don't have to deal with quite as much background noise but i'm not publishing it the reason being is i, I recorded it, it is supposed to be for today but it was a handful of hours before these attacks happened and and it just wasn't updated information whatsoever so i'll recreate it probably uh later this week or, or uh over the weekend it'll be published uh with with updated information and, and because it was kind of important to the main topic of the, the podcast but but this is very dynamic, and even by the time you listen to this, this may be somewhat outdated. So keep an eye on it. Uh, as always, thank you guys for tuning in. You know, I talked about it earlier this week about how I'd be recording more uh, in, in vehicles. I'm I'm in a moving vehicle right now. If you couldn't tell from all the background noise and, and other noise, uh, so it's it's an inconvenience. I get it for you. You know, if you, if it's that big of a deal to you, I, I hope the audio quality is fine. I mean, the mic I have is. is pretty decent. Uh, it's just, you know, you only can do so much. I even put this through, through post-production uh, software when I'm done recording, so we'll see. Uh, but uh, thank you to all those of you that do continue to tune in, to continue to support me on a, on a daily basis. I appreciate it immensely. As always, thank you from the bottom of my heart for supporting me here at Silver Fortune, and God bless.